Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. Users were using Charlie to plot many things. There was one user that reached out to me. He was getting uh, all his running data from HealthKit using Toolbox Pro. I didn't even know he, you could do that. So he was getting all his runs from the, the app and he was getting it and getting the distance he ran and analyzing whether or not he was on par with his yearly goal for running miles. And he'd like to see it plotted his goal against whatever he was doing. Welcome back to another episode of iPad Pros. Maybe you wonder why this episode is releasing on a Wednesday. Well, today, May 6th, a brand new app is hitting the App Store. It's called Charty. Charty is one of those awesome shortcut-enabled applications. This one lets you build beautiful charts and it's available as a free download with the premium unlock available for even more actions and features. There aren't a whole lot of great tools for creating charts on iOS, so this app is certainly one that I'm glad to have as a part of my arsenal of tools. In this episode, you'll be hearing from Rodrigo, the developer of Charty, and we dive into everything you can do with this app, including a detailed explanation of what new actions you'll have access to and how to build these incredible shortcuts that let you create these beautiful charts. As a reminder, if you want to support this podcast, there are a couple different ways you can do that. First off, you can head over to patreon.com slash iPadPros. Every dollar is of huge help and is greatly appreciated. If you currently support the podcast this way or have in the past, you have my sincere thanks and gratitude. The other way you can support the podcast is by heading over to Apple Podcasts and simply by leaving a review. Every review is of great help and is also greatly appreciated. Well, with that, here's my interview with Rodrigo, all about Charty, now available. Welcome to the podcast, Rodrigo. Hi there, Tim. Uh, thanks for having me. So your app, Charty, is now available, and it's another one of those awesome shortcut-enabled applications. Can you kind of dive into what Charty is and introduce yourself? My name is Rodrigo. I'm from Brazil. I've been living in Rio de Janeiro since last October when my my company uh, moved me here, me and my wife here. So it's been some fun couple of months here. Different, I have to set up a new home. And my day job is working on uh, oil industry in Brazil. I work in Petrobras and I'm a reservoir engineer. But uh, by night, I <laughs> I dangle on building apps. And Chart is actually my second app. It's a way to, to plot data directly from shortcuts. And uh, I got inspiration from why I was traveling and testing Toolbox Pro, Alex Hayes' awesome uh, utilities app. And I figured that whatever he was doing, it might be good to to get data outside shortcuts and into a dedicated plotting app. So yeah, that, that was what prompted me to, to build it. Okay. And how do you personally use Charty in your own life? I had a major itch I needed to, to scratch. Then <laughs> and that was what what made me build Charlie. The thing is, when I guess it was 2017, by the end of the year, I was doing my yearly review. I noticed I haven't been reading as much as I'd like, even though I really like reading fantasy books. I really love them. I decided to set a, a daily number of pages goal for me to to read and. To keep track of it, I chose a new book, uh, a big one. It was uh, The Way of Kings by Brendan Sanderson. It's a, a beast, a thousand pages more. And I started reading it, and I set up a little shortcut to query me where I was on the book each day and log that to uh, notes with the, the current day. So after a few weeks, I had I was running this shortcut every day, every morning, 
while I was having breakfast. After a few weeks, I had a lot of data and no way just to visualize whether or not I was uh, following through on my goal. So I started to to plot things on, on Excel and it was cumbersome and troublesome and then it took me a lot of time to set that up and it was horrible. I knew I had to find a solution for, for that. And when I saw Toolbox Pro and everything Apple released for shortcuts on iOS 13, I, I knew it was it was possible. So by December, it was last December 21st, that's when I started and I started building it. And by, it was January 14, I released the first beta, the open beta on Reddit. And it's it's getting better and releasing today. Excellent. And what kind of charts have you seen your beta users creating? Users were using charting to plot many things. There was one user that reached out to me a couple of days ago. He was getting uh, all his running data from HealthKit using Toolbox Pro. I didn't even know he, you could do that. So he was getting all his runs from the, the app, the ones he logged through his Apple Watch or Garmin or something like that. And he was getting it and getting the distance he ran and analyzing whether or not he was on par with his yearly goal for running miles. And he'd like to see it plotted his goal against whatever he was doing. So I, I helped him build that, and it's it's it was re, it ended up getting really nice. So that was one thing. But there were two major cases that people were using Charlie for. The the first one was tracking COVID nineteen uh, confirmed cases uh, in their countries and comparing countries. I even built one of these shortcuts that asks you where you want to see the the confirmed case or covered cases, and then queries if you'd like to see it in the real value or a logarithmic one. So you can get a better comparison and then let you choose which countries you'd like to, to see in the chart. I sh shared that on Twitter and uh, a user on Reddit got it and he modified it with Toolbox Pro's awesome menus and he even made up almost a little application inside Chartcast to see that. So tracking COVID-19 was a big use for, for people in this time of quarantine and, and outbreak. And the other major case, uh, it was something I didn't anticipate at all, was tracking turnip prices on Animal Crossing. Uh, have you heard of it, the, the game? I play Animal Crossing every day. It is a lovely <laughs> game, a little escape, yes. I've been meaning to install it on my Switch. I haven't found the time yet. Maybe uh, after release, uh, I'll, I'll be testing it. You are familiar that you can buy uh, turnips and then resell them at a higher or lower prices, right? That's the, the stock market. Yes, the stock market, exactly. So people are using Charity to plot the, the prices and try to understand when is the best day to sell. <laughs> Love it. That, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. For the COVID-19, is there some API that taps into to get that data or where does that data actually come from? Yes, there are a lot of APIs actually, but uh, I'm using one by a guy that's also named Rodrigo. It's Rodrigo Pombo, I guess, and on GitHub. He processes in other sources and gets the, the data in a nice format and a JSON file. So using shortcuts, I get the contents of a URL, convert that to a dictionary, then process it and plot it with charting. Excellent. And what other kind of data sources can your charts include? I imagine standard CSV files and Excel files, but you mentioned HealthKit. What kind of data sources? Yeah, so CSV files, a big request from, from users, especially on the quantified self community. People are getting all, all kinds of data from their lives. And they usually store them in CSV files, so it's easier to process and easier to use. Excel files can't be directly imported on Shardy, but they, you can convert them to CSV easily, just using save as. Then you can use the 
the action available in Charity that's uh, add series from CSV files. So you you just open the CSV file on shortcuts and then you edit uh, you use this action to edit directly in Charity. As for other data sources, I love using data from the health kit because it gives me a lot more freedom than what Apple's default app does. D don't get me wrong, health app has been getting a lot better for on the last couple uh, updates from from iOS. You can now see all your data nicely plotted on the app, but you can't cross-reference stuff. And you also can't process that inside the health app. Gladly, they offer some nice actions to shortcuts, so you can get everything from there and reprocess it. Do you have an, an Apple Watch? I do, yes. Okay, so are you aware of the monthly challenges we, we keep getting every month with different goals, right? Yeah. So have you gotten one of those that spent... 20,000 calories this month or run uh, 13 kilometers this month. Yeah, I've uh, yeah, for sure done those before. Yeah. yeah, these are pain to track. Ever since I got the first one, I was enraged by how hard it was to see how far or how, how far ahead or how far behind I was on the go. So I also made another shortcut to, to analyze that. It gets every, if we're uh, tracking the, the calories you, you must spend, I get the goal. Then I divide it by the number of days in the month and I set a daily goal. And then I, I get every calorie spent from the health kit app in the last month, and I plotted everything. And then I have two nice lines. If my actual spending is above the, the goal, I, I know I'm doing fine. That's a really cool use of this. Yeah, that, I didn't even think of doing something like that. Yeah, it's it's one of the... No, it's not actually one of the examples on the, on the app example gallery. I, I took it out because it was very complex and uh, I didn't know if users would like to see that kind of stuff there. Definitely add it to, to the website. Yeah, so the website will contain these extra shortcuts for people that want even more than what the built-in ones will include. Yes, I'll add more. The website will have some videos. Uh, I started building some to explain people how to better use Charty. It will have some videos and it will have extra shortcuts that I built for using it. And yeah, a lot more information on the, on the app. Are there any apps that you find particularly helpful as companion apps to Charty for getting your data ready and compiled to use as a chart? Yes, I can I, I can think of two main apps for that. The best one is Toolbox Pro. It enables even more data extraction of even more data from HealthKit than it already does. So that you can get your workouts like the, that user did. And it's pretty awesome to get data from there. So it enables even more analysis from the, the health data. And also for dealing, uh, as Charty uses lots of lists and everything that goes for the series are lists. Toolbox Pro, nice list analysis and list processing actions are pretty good. You can reverse a list, for example, yeah, directly using an action from Toolbox Pro. So it's pretty good. For storage, the data jar is by far the best. I must update my book tracking progress shortcut to use to leverage that data jar because it, it's really awesome, yeah. So you'll pull data from data jar to use to make charts from that? Yes. Okay. The user that started tracking turning prices, he was using data jar and charty uh, already. Okay, very cool. Yeah, it's nice. And so as we've discussed before, your app is driven by shortcuts. Yeah. Can you walk everyone through the different actions available for creating those charts? There are actually... 11 new actions that Charlie adds to, to shortcuts. We have 
some basic ones that are available for free in the app. The new chart action, you can create a new chart with the, a given title. And each chart in Charty has to have a unique ID. You can just let the app decide the ID for you. That's the default setting. But you can also define a, a specific ID if you're dealing with data that keeps changing over time. Instead of having to delete the chart and then recreate it, you just set that default ID and toggle the, the option replace if needed. So if Charlie finds that that chart already exists, it will replace it with the newer version. That's the new chart action. Uh, we have the Edge Series 2 chart. That's the bread and business of the app. It gets data from shortcuts inside charting. It was hard to write. Man, uh, dealing with numbers is fairly easy. Yeah. But there are some idiosyncrasies, even in numbers, because uh, some numbers from the health app in iOS gets always formatted as American numbers. Uh, so they use the dot for floating point separation. Even though I was setting my, my phone in Brazil in language in Portuguese, they were always coming as American format. So I had to write some extra logic for dealing with that also. So now I try to guess if the, the number that is getting into the, the app is from health, if it is treated as an as in American format. But by far the hardest part has been dealing with dates. And this is a major shout out to the guys that built workflow in the first place because it's been dealing with dates since forever, since I guess version one. And it's awesome for doing that. And it's hard, very hard to deal with all the cases that can happen. For instance, I, some users were having really big problems after even a later builds because they were using the daytime setting of their phones to a value different than the default one for the region. Uh, for example, you're in the United States, right? Yes. So your default time setting is for to use a.m. p.m. That is default, but I am a 24-hour user. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but for users like you, Charlie would be having problems understanding, date, understanding dates because you were using a value that's different than the default. So now I have I, I added an extra logic to, to account for that, and it's been going well since then. Dates are... Any, any computer engineer will, will tell you it's... It's awful. It's always awful. Dates. <laughs> yes. Well, we had the Y2K bug. Uh, Apple has had yeah. numerous alarm clock bugs over the years. Uh, date and time, uh, they're complicated. Yes, exactly. It's very hard. So this add to series uh, shortcut action, is it you're putting all the series for the x-axis in one kind of list, then all the series for the y-axis in another list? Or how do you actually use that particular action? You have to create two lists, one for the x-values and one for the y-values. But inside Sharding, uh, they get merged together. So I have a nice list of values that are pairs of numbers. So if you pass, let's say, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 as x-values and 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, as y values, I'll store them as pairs. So I'll have one five, two four, three three, five four five. You get the gist. <laughs> and uh, they're stored as pairs. I decided to not get uh, ask the users for coordinated pairs because it would be harder for them to to build these lists. So it's easier to build two list two different lists in shortcuts than it is to build uh, one with coordinated pairs. So that's easier. Okay. So in shortcuts, you'd have just this. You could have just the standard text thing where you copy and paste text from from numbers, say, and have just plain text, uh, and that passes through to add series to charty. The lists in charty are interpreted as yes, as texts of values 
separated by new lines. So if you get a text action, write all your, all your values, separating them on each line, you can get that text action directly into your charting. Okay. And what are some of the other actions that are available? We have the easy delete chart that just deletes the, the one you, the, the ID you, you're passing. The get info on all charts, it gets all data from all charts, formatting them and titles and everything, and returns that as a dictionary to, to shortcuts. So you can use that to query if you have already added a chart. And these are the, the free ones, the, the ones that come with the basic version of charting. But by unlocking the, the premium version, you get access to the full power of the app. So you, you get seven extractions, starting with the ad series from CSV I mentioned, where you pass a CSV file open through shortcuts and decide which columns will represent the X values and which columns will represent the Y values. The only limitation this action has is that it can only add one series type each time. But if you have a multiple value columns on the, the same file, you can add them all in one call to the action, just if they are on the, of the same size. So there's an example in the app that adds two series from a, a file. It's a temperature and precipitation file. You can add both of them easily and with just one action because they are both line charts. But if you were trying to add one as a line and the other one as a bar, you'd have to call it twice because shortcuts doesn't allow me to set different series type for each series I'm adding. So that's the add series to CSV. Then you get the most beloved and most requested action I've had in the in the app since the first beta. That's copy chart to clipboard. And this is one that Alex Hay from Toolbox Pro also helped. The solution I ended up using was the one he, he posted on the Stack Overflow. So that guy, that guy is pretty great. And that copies an image of the chart, basically? Yes. So Okay. So it saves you a step for when you go, you don't need to go back into the charty app, it's just in your clipboard, you can send it wherever you want after that. The idea is when you code the copy chart clipboard action, you can't just get the, the image directly because charting needs to be open. So shortcuts gives the control to charting, charting renders the chart, uh, exports it as an image, copies it to, to the clipboard as a PNG file, and then sends you back to, to shortcuts. So the best way to use it would be to call the copy chart to clipboard action, then get a way to return action below it, and then get the clipboard after that. So charting goes to charting, shortcut goes to charting, and then charting gives control back to shortcuts, and you can use the image there. I've seen a user building a whole workflow for tracking mileage fuel expenditure on, their, on his car, and he was getting the, the, that image and formatting it and putting it in a rich notification using shortcuts. So it gets pretty beautiful having seen the, the, the chart appear in the notification. Yeah. And what other actions are available to premium? There's one facilitation action that just merges the new chart and the it's used to chart in one only action. So you get a new chart with series action, just doing both things at once. So it has all the options from the other two. And then you have four extra styling actions that allows you to style all your series, the, the bar series, the line series, and the scatter series, and also style your access. And this was another major request during the beta. People were really trying to, to get dates and formatting custom labels on their access. So it's now possible using the style access action. Okay, excellent. And then, so those are the ones that are available within Charty. Yes. Uh, or that Charty make available the shortcuts. What are some of the actions that you'll commonly use to build these charts as kind of other building blocks for 
your shortcut? Every action that deals with lists is fair game for charity. The, the one I use the most is the repeater with each action. You can repeat every, it gets a list as an input, and then you can run actions on each element of, the, of that list. It also adds two special variables inside the, the, the repeat loop. It's the repeat index and the repeat item. So if you have a list of values you want to plot, you can create your X values using the repeat index, just adding that to a X values list. And that's that's pretty easy to, to use. Another action that I've been using a lot ever since I started building Charlie is the edge of variable action. People that are familiar with co computing terms, they, they know that when you have an array or a list of objects, you can append to the end. Most programming languages have this. In Python, it's actually called append to the end. So it's append. And in shortcuts, I didn't know it was possible, but it is. It's the the, the add to variable action appends an, an extra element to a variable, making it a list. So you can get a list growing by using the edge variable action. So these two, repeat with, with each and edge variable are pretty useful. And uh, for the, the math examples, I used a lot the repeat, just repeat, any, any times some actions. So these are the most used ones for me. Okay. And then the process for getting data from Excel or numbers and the shortcuts is basically export as a CSV file. And if as long as you're a paid user of Charty, then you can just import from that. And you want that CSV file to just have an X and Y axis, no Z or any other, uh, just two, two lists within that. Uh, right. Yeah, you can add more lists if you want. So uh, let's say you have a list of students as lines. Uh, the, the first columns is the the list of students, and you have three extra columns with their grades on the first exam and the second exam and the third exam. And you want to see how each grade uh, evolved over time. You can get that as a CSV file and pass it, open it using the get file action in shortcuts. And then pass it to Charlie. You can just leave the x, x columns value empty. So Charlie will plot it as a series using the indexes. And then pass three columns for the, the grade. So it, it would be grade one, grade two, and grade three. And then Charlie would get all the info in the CSV files and plot the grades as bar charts for all three grades of all your students. Oh, nice. Okay, very cool. And then as you mentioned earlier, Charty includes tons of different shortcuts included to kind of give you an idea of how to build your own shortcuts. Uh, can you walk me through some of your favorites that you included? When everything started in January, the, the beta started, I started seeing people getting confused by how to use Charty. So I knew I had to get uh, the whole onboarding situation under control. So I talked about to my brother, who's also a computer engineer about this, and he su suggested I, I should add a, a small tutorial, a small video, to show people how to create their first shortcut using shortcuts and just plotting stuff to charting. So I've added a little video in the introduction. If you're using the beta, you can see that in, in the settings section and uh, just go into show tutorial and you'll see the, that little video. It, it just creates a shortcut, a very simple one that repeats, uh, I guess, 10 times and creates 10 random values and then uses the edge of variable action two times. The first one, it adds the, the index to the X values and then the random value calculated to the Y values and then uses Charlie's actions to plot everything in the as a line chart. And it, it was really good. Uh, users were already clamoring for some sort of tutorial and this really made them like it better going back to, to your question sorry for the, the tangent after adding the tutorial for initial users 
I knew I had to have better examples, as much examples as I could add for users more experience so they could understand what the app could do. So I created, I kind of recreated the, this shortcuts view inside the app and added 27 examples to it. I might have gone a little overboard. No, it's with great. I, I love just seeing the wide variety within there. Yeah, so I tried to vary scope uh, as much as I could. So I started with some base ones, just showing the the six kind of uh, of charts you can create, and then went to the math functions. And I I have to say I really love them. Uh, I really like how the sync function and the circle of noise ended up. The noise, the the transparent noise behind the circle, got really pretty for me at least. And it really showcases how math can be used to create beautiful images. The section that I think users would like the most is the health data. Many people have data in their, be it from Apple Watches, from the proper iPhone, from whatever tracker they, they're using. And it's nice to, to see everything plotted and analyzed. I added one that based on a Reddit post that users could kind of track how, if they were getting sick based on the, the variability of their heart rate. So that's there's this that one and then there's another one that was kind of impacted by the the whole quarantine business i'm plotting the the distances uh, i walked or ran every day and i'm calculating averages from the last 15 days and uh for the first 30 days of the of that series and it shows a, a huge decline we're all walking less because of the the quarantine and it's necessary yes so these are, are my favorites. Uh, I really like the math ones and uh, the health ones. Yeah, and you do a good job of showing this shortcut is for those that upgrade to the premium because it's got some extra actions. And then you've got ones that are for everybody that just download the app free of charge. Yes, the app, it, it kind of works actually pretty well if you're not into the, the premium tier. But if you want some customization and some to create more beautiful charts, you have to get the premium. It adds a lot of customization options. Yeah, so beyond the extra actions that we mentioned earlier, are there other added benefits for paying for a charity? Yeah. As you unlock the premium tier, you get the seven extra actions, as you mentioned, and all the, the features that the actions deal with are also available in the app. So you get the, the styling of the scatter series, the line series, the bar series, you styling the, the axis. You also get infinite number of series per, per shard because the basic version only allows two series on each shard. And also you can get the extra icons. Charlie has 27 extra icons. <laughs> I might also have gone a little overboard on that too. And uh, you can also participate in the icon scavenger hunt in Charlie. You must explain the scavenger hunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was an idea I had just a, a week ago. Uh, and uh, there are a lot of, of people doing nice things for, for paid users. And uh, let's take, for example, uh, Christian Selig from Apollo for Reddit. He, he's been commissioning great designers to create icons for, for the app. And they are all great and they're very nice. So I, I was kind of thinking how, how, how I could add uh, an Easter egg for people to get invested in the app and, and try to get more of it. And uh, I came up with this idea that you'd have to follow some steps and some, some hints to go on a scavenger hunt, unlocking more icons, up to four extra icons. Oh, very cool. Yeah, the first tip is available on the change icon view in the settings. So whenever users uh, want to try it, just go there, scroll to the end, read the tip and try to figure it out. Okay. So you mentioned the customizations that I guess you can do it both within shortcuts, but also after the fact in a more graphical interface. Can you dive deep into what kind of customizations can be done? I know color and 
a lot of different things can be adjusted afterwards. Yeah. So for bar charts, they, they have less less options, but they, they are pretty powerful. You can change the colors, uh, as you mentioned, but you can also plot them. Each of the numeric series, the bar series, line series, scatter series, they all can be plotted against the secondary axis. So you can choose if they're plotted on the left axis or the right axis. So that's nice to compare correlated data sets that have different uh, scales. So each of the numeric ones can do that. But for the bar chart, you can also stack them. When you tap the, the bar stack, it asks you for a, a new name for a, for a stack. And you can set that stack on other bar series you have in the in the same chart and that will stack them and you'll see a, a nice aggregated value of them so that's the, that's it for the, the bar series the scatter series they have a lot of options also not, not a lot the, the one that has more most options are the line series so the scatter series you can choose the, the marker you're you're using so you have seven options from chevrons circles crosses square axes and whatever and you can also set the marker size so you have you can have bigger or smaller sizes and also in, in setting the color you can also set the the alpha channel for them so it works kind of well with scatter series with bigger markers so you get a nice uh, uh, overlay of them and they look pretty and for line series the the ones that have more options uh, you can have the modified line width and the line style so you can have thicker lines with dash styles or dotted styles and you can also set them to be smoothed out so they kind of smooth away and you can enable or disable the markers and set their sizes that's the customization there are nine themes in the app available there's a system one that uses the, the system colors for the iphone and then eight actual ones that i custom built for the for the app their names are only based on are created by the initials of the the colors I use to to build the the themes. So the the one I, I like the most is the fourth one, the the green, purple, pink, and orange. It's it's my favorite. Okay. Yeah, I do love just the look of the different themes you included. They're they're nice. They're they're all colors that would be appropriate to use. You don't have any like outlandish ones in there. <laughs> Thanks. I was going for that. Yes, and they also work great in the light mode and dark mode. Also, there are some that work better in dark mode, like the red, yellow, and green one, and the pastel ones. But most of them work great in both modes. Yeah, because. You're ultimately, with these charts, you're going to be putting them in keynote presentations and other perhaps websites. Like They're, they're going to be going a lot of places, so it's kind of good to experiment. Will this look good on, on the dark background if it's a website that goes in the dark mode? And you can do the transparent background so you won't have the white block behind it if you're doing that. Yeah. So as far as data visualization, do you hope to include more types of charts uh, going forward? Yes. Chart is just getting started. The, the 1.0 version has five different charts. It's going to get more in future updates. I'm looking forward to adding area charts, both overlaid and stacked. And also users have been asking for histograms. For a while, and uh, the underlying API that Charlie uses to, to plot everything already supports them, so it's uh, it's not gonna be too troublesome to to add them in a future release. But my moonshot, the my moonshot, the the thing that I'd really like to add to the app would be heat maps. The idea is to get a matrix of values, not only not, not lists anymore, uh, a full matrix. And I'll have to see how this can be operational operationalized in shortcuts. But getting a matrix of values and then plotting the density of each point in the in that matrix uh, using the color themes already available. 
So this is a big project. It's a, it's a moonshot. It's something that's not going to come for a while, but I, I'd really like to work on it and push the, the boundaries of what data visualization can do in charting. Excellent. And then the charts currently are 2D charts. Have you considered looking into 3D rendered charts or is that outside the scope of what you hope to achieve with Charty? Currently, that's outside the scope, but it's not impossible to do. I have to, to check because 3D adds a lot more complexity to it. So if it's coming, it's going to take a while to, to get there. It's not it's not in a near future uh, roadmap. Yep, understood. And then another thing, as I was using the app, is that organization of charts. Is that something in the future you'd be looking into adding a way to either tag charts or put them in folders as the list grows? It's easier to find all your data. Yes, it must have read my mind because when I was testing the, the everything before release, I ended up creating like tens of, of charts. There was a time I had almost 50 charts and it was getting painful to scroll and find everything in there. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking to, into adding search and filtering at least. So you'll be able to search for a chart based on, a, on its title or its ID and filter it based on the, the series they, it, it uses. So you can, uh, can get to see all line charts I have or scatter charts, whatever. And folders, I haven't considered them yet because I don't know how much complexity it would add to the app. And, how hard it would be, but it might be a solution for, for this problem, yes. Okay. And I was just thinking, with iCloud Drive, if it would make sense ever to have a charty folder within there that would just have your PNGs of all the charts just sitting in iCloud Drive as an option for... We're going to talk about exporting a little bit as a way to just have them there for easy access. Yeah, users can do that, can, can set that up uh, by themselves today. Just adding the using the, the export functions from Charty and saving the, the files to iCloud. But it'd be nice to have Charty already save them beforehand. Uh, as far as syncing goes, I'm using CloudKit based on Simon Sorving tweet that I saw a couple of months ago. He was praising the, the, the API and uh, I didn't know it existed and uh, I implemented it right away in, in Charty. Everything is getting synced between your devices. So if you create a chart in, in the iPhone, it should pop up in the iPad version. So syncing is kind of taken care of, but for easier of ease of use, it would be nice to have this PNG folder in files. Right. And yeah, as we talked about HealthKit, we must remember that I believe iPads don't get that data, so you'll need to create those charts actually on your iPhone. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Unfortunately, the iPad can't see your health data yet. So you have to create them in the iPhone, and then you can see them in the iPad. Yeah. Hopefully, iPad OS 14, we finally get HealthKit support. Yeah, let's... Root for that. Right. So something we haven't really dived in too much with is exporting these charts. And you have these wonderful export profiles in there. If you have certain templates you want to use for different charts, can you kind of dive into what are all the options for exporting and sharing these charts? Yes. That's another feature that users clamored for during the beta. And I ended up implementing them in one of the last builds because it was, I kept trying to wrap my mind around what should be possible and uh, I settled on the export profiles. I guess it's a very nice solution for that problem. The, the, the problem was that you had to convert the chart views into images. But when I tried to do that in the first times, the fonts were getting too small, the images were getting jittery and uh, it was getting weird. So I decided to create the export profile so users can define the dimensions the, they want for the chart. The size they want for the title font, the size for the charts font, and whether or not they want to thicken the, their line charts and enlarge their markers. 
So this guarantees the that charts look good even when they are exported. And, and I guess this was a pretty good solution because you can create your own profiles and change the appearance you want the, the app to, to export them in. So you can have a dark profile that only exports your charts using the dark mode and you can have a, a light profile that exports everything in light mode. So it, it's easier if, you, if you're into the darker charts or, or lighter ones. And you can also toggle the, the background completely, making it transparent. It would be great for adding to keynote presentations or websites. Excellent. And uh, before we wrap it up, I just want to ask, what's your favorite app icon you include? I guess I should say I love them all the same, <laughs> but I really like the one that uses the, the theme, the color theme from, from Charlie. The, it's on the fourth row and the third column. Okay. Yeah, I, I really like it. Yes, it's the one uh, I'm using on my on my devices, and it it, it looks really great. The, the colors are vibrant, and it shows the it, it creates a nice contrast against the the 3D white bars. Yeah, but uh, I also like the the sinusoidal ones, the the ones with the the waves, because uh, I created them because I, I was adding too much bars in the in the icons, and uh, I wanted the at least the extra icons to reflect chart is is more than just bars. It can and all sorts of functions. Yeah, it's amazing that the those icons they're just so drastically different from the bars. It's like, oh, you know, they look they look similar as far as the colors and things, but oh, it's not bars anymore. It's uh, mm-hmm. most app icons they at least maintain the uh, the icon set, you know. So it's nice. Yeah, it's it's inconsistent, but also consistent in the in the the view for the app. Uh, it's it's visually inconsistent, but for the app is is about charting and, and plotting functions and plotting data. So I had to have some math in there, something to show it. Yeah. And then I must also mention, if you're just downloading the app now, if you go into the settings area, there's this whole action descriptions that you kind of detail out what are these actions and you dive into all the different things you should be knowing about them, which is nice. I had to document everything. I guess it's, it comes from my computer engineering background because the teachers in college, they, they were hard on us for not commanding our code and, and documenting everything. So I, I kind of learned the hard way that you need to document everything. So it makes it, use, it easier for the users to, to understand the app. So that's part of the that effort. And then is there anything we haven't covered about Charlie that you'd like to be before we wrap it up? Uh, you can also set the full values for some settings in the in, in the settings view for Charlie. The one I like to set always is the, the full theme, the full theme. Because the I like the system one, but I, I have been creating so many charts so often in the last couple of months that I'm kinda got grew tired grew tired of it. So I, I'm now setting the, the fourth one, the green, purple, pink, and orange theme as the, the full one for me. But you can also set the position for the le- the full position for the legend and uh, for labels and values in, in circular charts like the pie and donut charts. And aside from that, you can manage your export profiles in, inside settings also. So you can edit them and add new ones or delete them. I guess that's it. Excellent. Yeah, it's a fantastic app. And I just love that we're getting this arsenal of just different shortcut enabled apps. I have this whole folder on my iPad of, you know, Toolbox Pro and uh, just a bunch of different shortcut apps, which is just really cool to see this ecosystem evolve. Yeah, I was hearing your podcast episode with Matthew Casanelli on how Shortcut 3 was different and getting updated during the beta of iOS 13. And man, were you guys in for, for a surprise because lots of things happened after that episode and 
this whole suite of shortcut utility apps were created. Uh, I'm talking about Toolbox Pro, Shortcut Fi, uh, Shardy, of course, and Pushcut. Pushcut, yes, Pushcut. Uh, there's a new one. It's called uh, Gizmo, I guess. Data Jar and Scriptable are all very useful for shortcuts as well. Yes, yeah. of course. Yes, yeah. there, there's a lot of uh, stuff that's using uh, shortcuts and what Apple allowed us to do in the in the last update. So iOS 13 was one that was pretty great. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, where can people find more information about Shardy? If you want to see everything the app can do, videos and different shortcuts, you should head on to the website. It's on chartyios.app. Or if you want uh, more frequent updates stuff that I'm working on, what's happening in the development of Charty, you can follow at ChartyIOS in Twitter or follow me uh, at, at uh, Rodrigo Araujo. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really it was just fascinating learning more about Charty. It's a great app. Hey, team. Thanks for having me. It was great. I had a blast. Well, that was my interview with Rodrigo all about Charty. If you haven't downloaded it, go ahead and give it a try. It's available as a free download in a really well-designed app that gives you some really nice new abilities within shortcuts to create these beautiful charts. As a reminder, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, and head over to patreon.com slash iPadPros to support the podcast financially. If you want to send your feedback to me directly, you can do that at iPadProsPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for your time and attention listening to today's episode. And with that, I'll talk to everyone again real soon.